1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Blow up. It's Friday, but we're not done yet here on Locked On Dolphins. I got an extra show for you guys coming tomorrow as I missed Wednesday. Welcome to the here and now, however. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, NFL draft analyst at thedraftnetwork.com, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com. And today is all about one key divisional rival player, Got a lot of questions over the last 24 hours about New York Jets' safety, Jamal Adams. Why is that? It's because Jamal Adams has officially requested a trade from the New York Jets. You hate to see it. You really do. So let's dig in. Let's start by setting the table on Adams, his request, the teams that made the cut, and whether or not the Dolphins should be interested first and foremost. New York Jets safety Jamal Adams officially requested a trade yesterday. The latest development after Adams was apparently put off that the Jets fielded a phone call from the Dallas Cowboys inquiring about his services at the 2019 NFL trade deadline. In addition to the news breaking that Adams has formally requested a trade, Adam Schefter of ESPN revealed that there are seven teams on a reported wish list for Adams in which he would welcome a trade, too, including the Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. Given the Dolphins' status as an AFC East rival, it's highly unlikely that the Dolphins will be actively involved in attempting to trade for Jamal Adams. But should the Dolphins be interested nonetheless... Jamal Adams, for all of his versatility, does project as an extremely strong fit within the Miami Dolphins' defense under the direction of head coach Brian Flores. His ability to impact the run as a pressure player off the edge and in shallow zone coverage makes him a very versatile piece, not dissimilar to what the Dolphins seemingly envisioned for Minka Fitzpatrick before Fitzpatrick turned his nose up to the proposition and forced himself a trade to Pittsburgh. The Dolphins have the assets, the Dolphins have the opportunity, but because their status is a key AFC East rival for the New York Jets, one would have to assume that the Dolphins' premium price to pay would be even further beyond that of other teams because they will have to be compensating the Jets for trading Adams to a team that they will have to play twice a year every single year. The Dolphins with quarterback Tua vailoa on a rookie contract do have more flexibility than most teams to take on extra contract space, a key variable in their favor when you consider the potential loss of revenue for the NFL in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That revenue loss could in turn result in a downturn in the NFL's salary cap for the 2021 season. So only teams that have optimal long-term flexibility should be considering the possibility of bringing Adams into the fray. As far as the Dolphins are concerned, they have a better opportunity, better assets, and a better cap situation than the vast majority of the teams on Adams' short list, who are all teams perceived to be contenders for a Super Bowl in 2020. The Dolphins, however, do not have that luxury at hand, although at the very least it does bear considering that the addition of Jamal Adams would make Miami's fearsome secondary and defensive overhaul even that much more impressive and versatile to game plan against. Adams' reported paid demands require him to become the highest paid defender on the New York Jets defense, which would place him over $17.5 million per season, in pay, beating that contract that was recently given last offseason to linebacker CJ Mosley, who signed to come over in free agency from the Baltimore Ravens. That opens up a completely different set of conflicts for the Dolphins, given they could take on the contract, but given the bloated contracts of Xavier Howard, who they extended last offseason, and Byron Jones, who they just signed this offseason, expending so much of their cap space into the secondary has the potential to create a vastly unbalanced roster down the line as the Dolphins' young players either develop or do not. In all, there seems to be too many hurdles to clear for the Dolphins to be a legitimate contender given their current investments in the secondary. The price tag it will command as a divisional rival to coax Adams from the Jets, and Miami's positioning as a team that is not necessarily poised to be one player away from making a big jump into a Super Bowl contender. So if not the Dolphins, what team is the best destination with Miami's best interests at heart? Forget about the Jets. What is the best destination for Jamal Adams that is going to benefit the Miami Dolphins? There are two teams. That make the most beneficial sense for Miami. And there are the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Why is that? We're gonna trade an elite defender. It's no bones about it. Jamal Adams is an elite NFL defender. You gotta look beyond just the interception numbers as a safety and realize he was used as a bunch as a, a pressure player. He blitzed almost a hundred times last year, logged six and a half sacks. He had another 16 pressures, 10 knockdown, like he had good pressure productivity as a blitzer, second level run defender, getting in the run fits. He had one hundred and thirteen tackles in two thousand and eighteen, and he average or he allowed less than two hundred yards in coverage in total over fourteen games this past year. Very good all around player. Sending him to Philadelphia or Dallas benefits Miami because it guarantees that barring a Super Bowl run. Adams is not going to be the Dolphins' problem again for the next three seasons uh, because the Dolphins just played Dallas and Philadelphia this past year. Of course, splitting those games, winning late in the season against Philadelphia at home. The other teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, the, those are teams, the Houston Texans, teams in the AFC landscape that aren't super beneficial. And if he goes to teams like the Seattle Seahawks or the San Francisco 49ers, yes, he will be out of the division, but the Dolphins will still have to play him this year. So in the short term and the long term, as you forecast over the next couple of years, optimally, if the Dolphins are not going to be players involved in trading for Jamal Adams for themselves, the best thing that they can hope for is that Adams is traded as far away as humanly possible from the Dolphins because he is that good of a player. We'll also be getting into some of the changes of the matchup specific for the Dolphins and how it will impact their games against the Jets, provided Adams is traded and off the team, but not before tell you all about our friends over at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So whether it's your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your front door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com.
0: Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes...
1: How does Adams' potential departure impact the Dolphins playing the Jets? As you consider what the Dolphins are going to be doing from a personnel standpoint and adding on uh, a lot of RPO concepts and spacing of the field with Chan Gailey, how do you defend that when everything the offense does is predicated and based on the leverage and movement of the defender? After the snap, that is a a very complex, difficult question. It's hard to define unless you have an elite defender with rare instincts, good size and length to, to take up space and diminish throwing windows, and has good tackling habits to make sure that as he's stressed and forced to tackle at steep angles, he's not giving up excessive yardage or missing tackles. Does that sound familiar? Sounds a lot like Jamal Adams, doesn't it? And it's exactly why Jamal Adams is such a good player for today's NFL game in short spaces, in the shallow areas of the field. His recovery ability, his ability to cover ground, his anticipation, they all flash, they all pop. The Bills have this player. The Bills have this player in linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, a little bit of a different model monstrous size, freakish athletic ability, but can kind of drop off and undercut underneath throws. Jamal Adams, conversely, is going to be the guy that's walked out onto the hash, and his eyes are going to be inside at the snap, and he's going to be keying for run. But if you pull and try and pop on him, because of his anticipation, because of his skills, and his hand-eye coordination, he can challenge those receivers running that quick slant coming into the middle of the field. If you take that player out and you replace him with somebody who's a tick slower, tick less anticipatory, tick worse of a tackler, all of a sudden, you go from having an X factor rolled up into the box or rolled onto the hash that's going to sit and be able to key both the run and the pass effectively, and you can make him wrong. And if you can make them wrong, you can create some chunk explosive plays, and all of a sudden you're going to move the ball with much more efficiency. This would be a big loss for the Jets in head-to-head matchups with an RPO-heavy offense in Miami. Make no mistake about it. How else would this change the dynamics of the AFC East landscape, the potential departure of Jamal Adams? One thing that comes to my mind is is the the presence of And status of Adam Gase. Listen, you know what? I'm never going to have sympathy or pity for a Jets fan. They chose that life. So be it. But I will say this. I know what it's like to have Adam Gase come into a building and alienate some of his best players and then watch them get flipped to go somewhere else and probably prosper more than they ever did on your team. Hello, Jarvis Landry. We've lived that life. You know what? Adam Gase is not the kind of coach that would have the ability to smooth this over because Jamal Adams, when he found out that the Jets took a call from the Cowboys at the trade deadline and how it was reported that they entertained trade discussions of trading Jamal Adams, he was pissed. A really good head coach, you would assume would have the opportunity to smooth this thing over. Some Dolphins fans will say, well, Kyle, what happened with Minka Fitzpatrick and Brian Flores? They couldn't smooth it over. To which I would point out, Minka had his mind made up that this season was going to suck. Minka wanted to be showcased at free safety. This was not a, oh, my feelings are hurt. This is, oh, this is going to be hard. A little bit of a difference. I don't want to do hard versus I want to be somewhere where I'm wanted. The Dolphins did everything they could between Chris, Chris Greer, Brian Flores, and Stephen Ross to try and appease Minka Fitzpatrick's feelings. I don't know that the Jets have done that. And we went from Jamal Adams in November saying, I want to be a Jet for life, to Jamal Adams less than, you know, just over six months later requesting a trade from the team. And the other dynamic of Adam Gase and how the departure of Jamal Adams will impact the Jets and then in turn impact the Dolphins. Jamal Adams is not afraid to speak his mind. He's a strong personality, and we know how Adam Gase has handled those in the past during his time in Miami. He didn't like him, probably because they weren't afraid to speak up when things weren't being done in an efficient way. Removing Jamal Adams from that locker room then in turn increases the possibility that Adam Gase will have more staying power in New York with the Jets, which the longer he's there, the better it is for the
0: Dolphins. Limitations apply. See terms at Discover.com slash credit card.
1: A lot of beneficial side effects that come from Adams just leaving the team, even if he doesn't come to Miami. Which we said at the top of the show, it's difficult to make sense of a Dolphins move for Jamal Adams at this point in time. If you would have told me ahead of free agency you got a chance to add Jamal Adams and you could have flipped the 18, the pick that you got for Minka Fitzpatrick and go one for one and end up trading Minka for Jamal Adams, a guy who's a better fit in the same kind of role, would have made a lot of sense. But the Dolphins, with where they are now, the investment of Byron Jones in the secondary, I have a hard time picturing Miami being a realistic, pursuant Of a trade for Jamal Adams. Because as I said, you're going to pay 10% on top of what anybody else is going to have to pay to get the job done. Because the Jets are going to say, I don't want to play that dude twice, twice a year. Hell no. And I don't blame him. And it stinks for New York that it's come to this. The other interesting snippet that I pulled from all of this is I asked myself when the news broke okay you know Jamal Adams he's the Jets best player I asked myself where does he land in the scope and spectrum of the AFC East landscape as the best players so I made the list and I want to read you guys the list and I want your input you tweet at me at grinding the tape or at locked on fins with a ph who are the AFC East 10 best players entering the 2020 season? These were the names I came up with. For the Buffalo Bills, three representatives. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs, cornerback Tredavious White, and linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. I think those are their best talents. Stephon Diggs, obviously a new arrival from Minnesota Vikings, a trade in which the Bills traded their first round pick to land Stephon Diggs. The Miami Dolphins have two representatives on this list, and their third representative is a bubble player who might replace Jamal Adams if Adams is traded out of the division. I put Devontae Parker and Byron Jones on that list. Byron Jones has been durable. He's been healthy. He's scheme diverse. He's played safety. He's played corner. One of the best press man corners in football. He's a blanket. He's gone toe-to-toe with some of the best receivers in the NFL. And performed well against them. Had shut down performances. Devontae Parker, 1,200 yards last year. Finally lived up to the expectations of being a first-round pick. And just as importantly, got a ton of his production against a guy like Trey White, who's one of the 10 best players in the division. And a guy like Stephon Gilmore, who he put 130 yards up against. With Gilmore effectively shadowing him the entire game, week 17. He didn't just beat players. He beat the best of the best at the corner position to get his production last year. Devontae Parker, the only question now is Kenya Encore. Can you continue to keep your body in a healthy place You know, with your preparations? Can you continue to stay in that right mindset to play dominant style of football? New England Patriots had three representatives. Offensive guard Joe Thune playing under the franchise tag, you know he's good when two of your three division rivals are reportedly ready to break down the door and pay a record-setting contract to get him on his team and to start a free agency. Patriots obviously reading the tea leaves, seeing that, hitting with the franchise tag with the inevitability of Tom Brady leaving, which we now know, of, of course, materialized. Stephon Gilmore, who I already mentioned, who Devontae Parker got after in a big way, Week 17, and safety Devin McCourty, who logged five interceptions last year and reportedly had the Dolphins as a desirable destination on his free agent list of his own this offseason, had the Patriots not brought back his brother Jason to play in 2020. Jets, Jamal Adams, and C.J. Mosley. So if Adams is booted out of the division, he gets traded anywhere else other than the three other AFC's teams who steps into that void as the third as to replace him as the tenth best talent in the division this year so I did a little bit of crowdsourcing amongst my friends including Joe Marino, who's a big uh, Buffalo Bills guy. Uh, we do draft dudes together for the draft network and in his opinion as a big Bills guy, Micah Hyde, the safety, is the best uh, Buffalo Bill that did not make this list. The best Patriots player to not make this list, Shaq Mason, the offensive guard, is a strong candidate. Julian Edelman, another possible candidate. For the Miami Dolphins, it's either Xavier Howard or Kyle Van Noy. I would make a case for a healthy Xavier Howard, which would give the Dolphins three players represented on this list, in addition to the New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills, and leave the Jets with just one, an off-ball linebacker in C.J. Mosley, which is one of the more low-value positions in football, whilst paying him $17.5 million a year. Not great. If you get healthy Xavier Howard, and you have healthy Byron Jones. Those two guys complementing each other in press main coverage. Super exciting duo. The AFC East has all of a sudden become this mecca for high-end cornerback play, which is kind of cool. But Adams has to be traded first for Howard, in my opinion, to stake claim to that 10th spot. There's lots of dominoes to dig into here. Lots of layers. We didn't even get into the teams on Jamal Adams' wish list and the cap of those players and the asset or the cap of those teams and the assets those teams have to potentially trade for Jamal Adams. Never mind the COVID-19 pandemic and its potential impact on the salary cap. This is going to be a messy situation to see play out. I don't know about you, but I, for one, am thankful that the Dolphins have no part of it and the AFC East drama this offseason. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off for today's episode of Locked On Dolphins. I thank you for carving some time out of your day to tune in. I hope you guys enjoyed. As I said at the top of the show, bonus episode tomorrow because I missed you guys on Wednesday. I'm good for five a week, I promise. So you'll be hearing from me again tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, so make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. And I hope to see you then.